This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Hey, on the podcast today is my old friend, Anthony Schappa. We are college buddies. Anthony uh, went on to complete a master's in American studies at an Ivy League school, just like the author of the book we're talking about today, incidentally. So, Anthony, I feel like it's safe to say that as a result of that, you have a lot of thoughtfully nuanced opinions on a, on topics that generally don't matter to a lot of people. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, which makes you just a perfect guest for this podcast. So I'm very excited to talk to you about romance today. So thank you for coming. My and, pleasure. Yeah. And we'll get started. Today we are talking about Bombshell by Sarah McLean. So first of all, let's talk about what you like to read or what you traditionally have read in the past. Um, Well, I'm a big fan of like genre. So I was kind of looking forward to this because I'd I'd never dipped my toe in romance before, but like crime novels from the like the 30s to the 50s, uh, Westerns, and then, you know, the usual suspects like post-war European and American lit, like kind of with a sort of soft spot for the French and the Russian. Okay. <laughs> so, James so Baldwin. sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just get that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why? So if you like genre, there's kind of like a wide variety there, and westerns, of course, which is kind of a genre that is really disappearing. I remember when I worked in a library, there were shelves and shelves of westerns all checked out by kind of older, you know, gentlemen. Uh, and so the but over the years, they're not. There's nobody writing them. Uh, you just don't see them. New right. ones come in or being written anyway, in any way. But those old ones still seem to get checked out. <laughs> but I, ha- I, in talking to some of those those men, they some of them actually did read romance. So, which I thought was interesting. So, like, tell me why you haven't at this point read read romance. Uh, I never thought about it till you asked it, and then I think I think I thought they were you know it, it, until I've read it just now for this, I would say because it just seems like it's not for straight dudes. Uh, I, I see that I was wrong about that now, which we can get into. But yeah, it just seemed like it was just not for me. You know, like wasn't made, wasn't created for me. I mean, not like not my taste, but it was not something that was like uh, created for. I was not an audience for that kind of literature. Why do you suppose you thought that? Just, I don't know. Just. <laughs> Had, I don't know, like just, just very kind of old-fashioned notions, but like. But then I I I was recommended Villette, and I and that was maybe the first time I was like, oh okay, this is, I was wrong about that. Sure. So do you think the packaging is what made it, or do you think it's like public? What you know about like just pop culture and like the romance is not for guys; that's for women. Or was it based on things that you saw, or rom coms that you saw on television, or like movies or whatever? Or is it just kind of all those things? Yeah, just kind of all those things. Like, who am I going to talk to about my romance fandom? Do you, you well, know? a lot of at people, the time. A lot. Of and now I read like I'm saying. Now I realize that's that's dumb to say that, but like. Before, you know, when I was like, you know, maybe younger, I was just, yeah, like, yeah, it's. But are you doing other things to talk about them with other people? I mean, because I rarely, I mean, I, I think it's fun to be like, oh, yeah, let's talk about books. But I never find myself doing that really <laughs> in like a real space. I mean, sometimes, certainly, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think about that when I. I have, yeah, there are a few, not many, but I, there are a few people I, I talk about books with, yeah. Because because what I what I you know in, in grad school it was like a heavy concentration in literature so I was fortunate that I was around a bunch of you know solitary weirdos who like to talk about this stuff yeah sure fair enough I mean like I mean I went to school for books and so I feel like probably I should think of that but I just I don't know it just and I guess probably I do it and I just don't even realize it but it's I guess it's not something that I think about when I'm choosing something to read I guess. But anyway, all right, moving on. So doing this game, and look, these games have not been successful so far. Hopefully this will be, hopefully this will be better. I think I chose 
better passages, but all right. So this first one is, you're gonna try to guess who wrote it. It's a sex scene. I apologize ahead of time, but you have to guess who wrote it, a man. I apologize ahead of time as well. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is, okay. Wait, who, wait, who, wait, with author? You just have to get, you don't, I, you don't have to tell me who the author is. I'm gonna read you two passages. Okay. You don't have to say anything until I've read both of them, but then you have to guess which one was written by a man and which one was written by a woman. Okay. We good? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> First one is, I roll her onto her back, take my jutting cock in one hand, and rub it up and down through her soaked folds. Looking into her eyes, I growl, who do you belong to? You. It's barely even a whisper, but I heard it. So did my cock. A surge of electricity shoots from my balls to the crown. I grab her hips and shove my de- dick deep inside her. So that's passage number one. <laughs> <laughs> passage number two. I'm hard and deep inside her. This is exceptional delivery, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I've thought about it. <laughs> hard and deep inside her, fucking her on the bathroom sink. Her tight little black dress, still on her thong, on the floor, my pants at my knees, our eyes locked, our hearts and souls and bodies locked. Come inside me. Come inside me. Come inside me. Blinding, breathless, shaking, overwhelming, exploding, white god. I come inside her, my cock throbbing, we were both moaning, eyes, hearts, souls, bodies, one. One white god, come, come, come. I close my eyes. One white god? One white god. I close close my eyes. Hate it. Out my breath. Come. That's that. So, yeah, that was crazy. I, um, there's a lot of uh, subjects there. A lot of meetings. Just just that syntax. I want to say because there was more focus on genitalia that the first one was written by a man. Uh huh. But then I feel like I—that's the obvious pick. So I will say the second one was written by a man. Then your final answer. (laughs) Yes. All right. The first one was written by a woman, and the second one was written by a man. So you were. Correct. Um, the first one was Carnal Urges by J.T. Geisinger. Mm-hmm. And she's very, um, she's a very popular indie author. And it's, Even I mean, she's, pop, she's giving the people what they want. She's, and then some. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Um, he's, she's getting a lot. Uh, all right. And then the second one was uh, Katerina by James Frey. So uh, that's she's on that. a watch list. So what? You on a watch list? <laughs> I, I like when I read it. I was like, "This is." I mean, James Frey is—he's like a super pop. Was he not? Is he that guy that did the memoir that Oprah recommended or something? I mean, like he's got huge. Oh, a million little pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I was just like, "What is? How did this? I don't understand. I don't understand it. But whatever, you know, it's." guys are weird okay um we are talking about the book bombshell today by sarah mclean and just a little bit about her like i said she got her degree in american studies like you she is a 14 time new york times best-selling author and usa today best-selling author she is a two-time winner of the rita award which is like the big romance writers award uh, and she's gotten star re- starred reviews from Booklist, Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, and Library Journal. So kind of in other words, she's like big time. She's like probably, the, I would say, the second or third largest historical romance writer out there writing today. Only after like Julia Quinn, who wrote Bridgerton, and a couple others. So she's a, she's a big one. Yeah. And so anyway... Uh, This is her new release, Bombshell. It's the first in a new series called Hell's Bells. And I'm going to go ahead and read the summary really quickly. So uh, in case anybody needs to know what this book is about, it is historical. It's set in Regency. I think it was Regency. I actually don't. I should. 
I'm pretty sure. Might be early Victorian. But anyway, after years of living as London's brightest scandal, Lady Cecily Talbot has embraced the reputation and freedom that comes with the title. No one looks twice when she lures a gentleman into the dark gardens beyond a Mayfair ballroom, and no one realizes those trysts are not what they seem. No one, that is, but Caleb Calhoun, who has spent years trying not to notice his best friend's beautiful, brash, brilliant sister. If you ask him, he's been insane about it, considering the way she looks at him, and the way she talks to him, and the way she'd felt in his arms during their one ill-advised kiss. Except someone has to keep Cecily from tumbling into trouble during her dangerous late-night escapades, and maybe close proximity is exactly what Caleb needs to get this infuriatingly infuriating, outrageous woman out of his system. But now Caleb is the one in trouble because he's fast realizing that Cecily isn't for forgetting. She's forever. And forever isn't something you can risk. Okay, let's get into this. What were your first impressions of the cover, the blurb? Tell me, like, feelings you just had about it before you started reading. Um, I, the cover, I thought, looked cheap, if you know the truth. I, I was like... <laughs> cheap! <laughs> cheap. Yeah, it's because the photo of a sort of conventionally, kind of blandly beautiful woman. And, um, uh, like, I, cause I remember, like, going into bookstores as a kid or, like, going into the newsstand with my, my dad would buy cigars. <laughs> and, like, and, like, you would go through and there would be, like, you know, various sort of pulpy paperbacks and you'd have the bodice rippers. And there would be, like, looking back on it, I feel like there was an eroticism on the covers that I didn't really, that wasn't really there for me on this cover. It was just kind of very staid almost in comparison. See, so you, you want, like, more advertisement you want just naked people on the covers <laughs> what you're looking for well yeah I'm not, I'm not looking for penthouse form but um just just some a little more like uh it, it was not a, i guess it was more romantic than than uh, than erotic to me if that makes sense sure i don't know i was like i don't know i was like eh, i don't know about this but uh, it is a that, romance i mean so like and it is supposed to look romantic you know, well, that's what I'm saying. I guess okay, all right, but I I don't I, know. It I wasn't. I wasn't. Her whole leg. Her whole leg is showing. I mean, certainly that suggests something. <laughs> uh, he certainly does. But I think. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's just she's like she doesn't really have like she, like the expression on her face is not one of like it's not like a knowing smile. It's not one of like I'm um, based on the you know the summary. It's not like someone who's going to cause trouble. It just seems like she could be scratching her leg and. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. So you wanted more personality from this person. Is what yeah. You're yeah. All right. Fair enough. A comment on, on the person and how she looks. It's like more just how it's presented. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. That's, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So that's okay. So you went in thinking like she's going to be boring or maybe this story. This had you feeling like eh, it's just going to be some a story about some girl whose leg itches, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be a story about a girl whose leg itches. I mean, it's just, I was not, I was, it did not draw me in. I didn't look at it and think, oh, okay. This is sure. She looks like someone famous, and I can't pinpoint who it is, but that is what I kept thinking about it. I think it's pretty, but I, I guess there is a disconnect, I think, in a lot of romance novels between the cover and the characters in general. And, you know, in my personal experience is that I have uh, no say in what goes on the cover of something. Now, I'm sure Sarah McLean did. And, it, and oftentimes, like, characters will look totally different than the way they're described in the book. And so there is, I think there is sometimes uh, that that disconnect. And also just, you'll see like the old, and you romance novels used to have what, what they call a step back. You know what I mean? So you open it, like the cover looks like, just like cursive writing basically in like a unicorn or whatever they put on there. And then you would <laughs> open it and then there's people doing it basically, you know, inside the thing. Mm. And those are gorgeous for the most part, but they have in in the switch to like not step back to where the cover is just here, they have gotten more like less, I guess, what's the word? Polarizing, you know? So this can be on any shelf. It doesn't have to be a secret anymore, right? Her leg is visible. There's sex here. And that's all you need to know. I don't need to open this up 
and see them doing it to know, right? That's where we're at as a society. Like, but I feel right, right, all the eroticism is because <laughs> there's something hidden behind the front cover. It's right. in it's you, not everyone can look at it, right? All the allure is gone and yes. <laughs> it's safe for everybody. Yes, kind of. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's, that's part, I think, but I think that that's like part of the reason why these covers are kind of, can be just kind of baseless. And I don't, I think that this is a great cover, but there is that, that, that shift I think that is happening in romance. All right. Anything else you want to say about that? No, just that, I mean, the other thing going in is uh, I was worried I was going to like it too much. That's what I was worried about. What are you worried about? Uh, like you're going to become this, a secret romance this, novel reader and like yeah. all your guy friends are going to haze you? No, I don't have any guy friends. But like, uh, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I just like, is this, is this going to, is this going to like, you know, it's, it's for two years into a pandemic. Sure. <laughs> is this going to be a new cope? I hope that it was. I just certainly how I coped with the pandemic. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I already had, but okay. Yeah, that and Fireball. <laughs> all right so this book is marketed as ultra feminist yeah do you feel that that is accurate an accurate description of what you read well i feel like that would depend on my familiarity with the genre because i'm assuming that the ultra feminist part comes in and the way it plays with the conventions of romance novel which i'm not aware of so it's hard for me to like i feel like it's hard for me to answer that definitively uh but as i was going through it i was thinking like but um, I was like, how is this feminist? Because the, the women do stuff and that somehow makes them feminist because they're active characters who do things and take control. Somehow that is considered like we're at such a point where like it's a pretty depressing commentary. <laughs> if like women are just active and doing things, that makes it feminist. Like, but um, yeah, but I, yeah that uh, is depressing. <laughs> but I also thought, you know, you got to have a, so, I mean, I could see it where it's feminist in that, like, you, okay, you have a spunky heroine and you have a, uh, and she saves him at the end. I'm spoilers. And I suppose in that sense, it's feminist. But, I mean, I guess my thought was, like, if the concern is, if you're trying to be, like, feminist and sort of woke, why, why bother with the romance genre at all? Because it seems like it has elements in it that, foreclose feminist like expression i guess you know what i mean no explain the, how what the elements are that foreclose feminist well it seems it's it seems like it's it seems very like it seems very constricting like you have you have a heroine at the end of the day it's it's still a, you know like a heroine who's saved by by you know a rake if you will and uh it's it just I don't I guess, I guess it seems like an odd genre to like to like express to tell like a feminist story or or, or convey like a feminist or woke uh, I don't know theme or message or whatever. Do you think first of all I've read a lot about rakes I don't know that Caleb in this particular novel falls under what a definition of a rake would be. Sure, he sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed not to be you know spreading his stuff all over town but like and there's no syphilis about it. or like you know what i mean <laughs> he, <was> fine. <laughs> he seemed like you know kept it together but how was she i mean like in what context was she saved by him um i think like on a surface level she said she she saves him from the whatever but the like the emotional rescue i mean i suppose it's like they are they are they are the only way that they can heal or the only way they can like love or experience love is by like knowing each other fully and opening mm -hmm. themselves up to each other fully. And I, I feel like that, like just based on like rom-coms or like by passing familiarity with romance, like it just, it didn't, it, I didn't understand how, where this was a departure from, uh, from sort of like a, uh, from a romance sort of arc or whatever. Well, does she not physically wait? Maybe she saves him or whatever. I, I, you know, whatever fix he gets and whatever happens at the end, and she saves him. But does she also not save him emotionally? Do they also not save each other that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think that in itself is kind of a feminist ideal. We're not passive in a relationship. I think to a certain point, women are relegated to that. Like, oh, we're just waiting for somebody. And like, mostly we're like, just not. We're just, you know, to be an equal partner in something, I think especially in Regency times to be for, to portray a woman that way is unfortunately, you know, falls under kind of a feminist arc. I mean, like, we're not, I don't think, especially in that time that women were at all equal partners in any way, emotionally, financially, cultural, like anything. So I think if you're looking at it like that, I think it was a portrait of somebody who also wasn't defined by society's rules for women at the time. So I think there's that kind of feminist aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But how is, like, if they save, like, each other sort of emotionally, is that, I mean, is that, I mean, maybe I just don't understand the genre, which is probably the case. But, like, is the, how does that, how is that, how is that, like, a feminist spin on on romance? Isn't, doesn't that, it it seems like it's fairly common to romance. Well, I think that there's, in the, I think people believe that, like I said, that they're active participating. And that's the, like the, the step in, in the forward direction here. Like there's a difference between, between just like waiting for somebody and falling in love and like, oh, this is happening to me and it's great. And between that and like actively participating in some, and like- Well, she was kind of waiting for him though. I mean, well, I- She wasn't like literally waiting, like, and, like just being prim and whatever. Is it playing piano forte or whatever? But like she, she was living her life, but she was waiting for. Right, but didn't she? I believe that I could be wrong, but I think that she went after him for like I think she kissed him first. I think that like she was the aggressor in in the beginning. Like she was, you are it. Let's do this. And he was like, I'm really, I'm not even an American. I gotta get out of here. And so then she backed off because you know she didn't want to me too him. Uh, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, I mean, when he first met, though, that was in the the garden, and it was a cover, right, for for something that she had done. Maybe I can't. I honestly, I can't. I can't remember. But but I think that that's like. <laughs> but I think that that's like a thing. Like, why it shouldn't have to be a question. Like, why why would somebody would choose romance to be to have a feminist voice? I mean, like, romance is by trade like feminist and we're in like the whole narrative is about a woman making choices which is unheard of in most other books like any book that you read like women are just dying or bad things have like yeah romance novel you mean outside no like in just regular books of course there's like a lot of them i'm not trying i'm just like throwing out gross generalizations here but for the most part romance is the only place where written exclusive mostly by women okay about women's lives and so i think it's a perfect place to kind of explore a feminist it's it seems like there's very narrow like constraints though i the only rule is that there has to be a happy happy and right? right but i don't I, but I, like i didn't see it gets into one of, like i don't really see like a lot of there's a very limited range of motion for it. like they're very the characters seem very they don't have the freedom within the constraints of the genre to be like petty or <laughs> or like to be like fully fleshed out people they, they did seem like they didn't like the the gang she was with seemed more interesting than the two people like that the level focused on right sure okay that's fine there will be the rest of the series is about those that should be great <laughs> you can read it but like i well i you've hit on something else that i yeah women in romance novels there is the constraint it is difficult for women to be jerks in romance like she cannot sure. lose she's she throughout the novel she has and she's a, i mean she's a fine like protagonist but she has like she can't do even though like she's perfectly justified in being like mean and awful damn like but 
for like, like for the sake of the constraints of the genre and for the fans of the genre. I don't mean this is not like a, mm-hmm. this is not definitely not something restricted to romance novels. This is just genre generally, I think. Like you were constrained in like what certain things can happen and what certain people can do. And I don't think that like she's still, like the character is, is constrained by the form <laughs> more so by the plot. I don't know if that sure. makes sense, but like. Sure. No, I mean, look, I think that we talk about things called like unlikable heroines, for instance, like those are not super popular. And those are like women who like don't own a cupcake shop or whatever and are <laughs> smiling all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those, there is a limited window for those types of female characters to exist in romance but it's it's changing and i think that that's kind of what this book takes on like it's starting to talk about those characters who aren't just like you know happy all the time or whatever or however it is that people think that romance hero heroines are yeah so all right fair enough and i think that obviously like feminism is a huge topic and obviously like it's hard to you know you know, it's very broad and, you know, we can talk about it and forever. Say, and I'm not trying to sound woke myself here, but I fully understand that, like, I'm just a dude who's, like, reading this. I, my relationship to the material and to the, the very political ramifications of feminism is totally inappropriate. Almost. I, I get that. But I'm just, but you, this, you know, if you're asking me my take, that's, that's where, that's how I kind of saw it. I mean, I definitely get, I guess what I'm trying to say is I definitely get within this plot and within how yes I, I i mean and not knowing anything about the romance genre i can see how yes she's active she does things she cuts seemingly doesn't care about what society says about her she literally and figuratively rescues him she has a group of people who are not i mean they're not simply there to help her work out her issues with him they have other things to do I get that. That makes sense. I think it's it's more. It seems like the overcoming, you know, like I said before, the conventions of of what has to happen for the, the genre to work seems what mitigated against that. I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I mean, it's very well said. All right. So now, the next question is: This book is very heisty. You know what I mean? In that there's like kind of a heist. <laughs> did <laughs> did the fun resonate with you, or was it distracting? And what did you? What were you? Did it interest you? Yeah. Like, tell me. I, yeah, I liked it more than the sex scenes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they just because they sure. just I, they were just more fun, and the characters were were like uh, Imogen and Adelaide specifically, uh-huh. like. I was yep. like, you know, I know it was impossible, but I was like, ah, let's follow them. Let's see sure. what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, no, they were fun. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed yeah, them. I liked too. them a lot. Was Adelaide was the one with the bombs or something? I forget. Nice Imogen was the one with the bombs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, that, that was cool. Like, like the scene in the, um, at the party with the cat, Cole Fort, I think his name is, and Adelaide gets up and just like mounts off to him, like in front of everybody. And then she, you know, and that, even that is just a prelude to actually exposing his crime. I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I thought it was well done. I thought it, you know, existed inside of the, the love story in a way that wasn't like I didn't sometimes and a lot well, a lot of times I I just kind of speed by secondary character scenes because I don't I don't know. And, <laughs> and like they're not interesting and the characters are just there to write, like you said before, I help the main characters get together and it's a tool and it's not fun and not interesting at all. But you no, know, these three were I thought she did a surprising amount of work making them like making me interested in their their backstories already like the the duchess or whatever is mysterious and the I enjoyed like just the details about the how they distracted people how they pulled off certain certain things the dead body was one I thought was kind of fun I thought she killed that guy and I was I was like I was like (laughs) then I was like Sold. <laughs> Murder. Yeah, but no, I was like, no, no, it's just someone who died of natural causes. I was like, oh, that would have made her an unlikable heroine for sure. Not First me. rule of romance novels: heroines cannot kill people. Okay. But that was very. I mean, that was clever too. Like you know, the yeah. way they they worked that, the way they got him out and cleared yes. his name. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so. Next question. Did you feel that there is true chemistry between the heroine and the hero? Um, did you believe that they ha- were like falling in love, that they were interested in each other? No. No? 
but I still cared. I gotta be honest with you. I still cared though. I still like. I knew that was they were going to get together. Sure, of course. <laughs> but yeah, but like every yeah, of course. But like I, I was like this. They they reminded me of Jack and Rose from from Titanic. Like they know exactly <laughs> what to do in every situation, and they know exactly what to say in every situation. And they're like, they uh, yeah. It was the little like. I, I I don't know I I guess I uh, I relate more to fuck up than schlubs. <laughs> sure. So. Well, well, was not Caleb kind of a? I mean, like this was a person who like has been lying his entire life, right, about who he is. And he owns like fourteen taverns. He's loaded. He's got. He's like paying his sister's rent and making like. So he's a fuck up in the sense. I like, not. I mean, he's lying, but like he's also rich. That kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, that's the first rule of heroes in a romance novel. You have to be rich. I mean, that's just like, you know, the fan. Yeah, um, I, but, so, I, but at this, here's the thing. Like, yes, like they're perfect. Other than the psychological wounds that keep them apart. Like, I get that. But like, but that's the point. Like, if it was realistic, it would suck. So I get, so I sort of accepted that. Like, yeah. like Yeah, real life is terrible. Yeah, that is true. There's no, there would be no point in reading this book if they were realistic characters, if the two, those two were realistic characters. So I get that. So that it's so, so no, they didn't seem realistic, but it didn't bother me. I, you don't see many Regency. I was kind of disappointed because I, there are not many like historical romance novels about Americans. And so I was like, oh, this is a fun change. And then he was turned out to actually be British instead. I was like, yeah, oh, that got on my nerves. But um, I thought it was, I think that the history, like they appeared in other books. So I have read both of these characters in the lead up of books that have um, cut, uh, like, you know, before this. So I was familiar with them. So I think that probably because of that, I, I was like more familiar with their story. I had more background information on them. And so it, it felt more realistic because of that uh, to me. But yeah, there is obviously it has to be I mean, fantasy or why else? Why else uh, read it? But that's why they have to the characters can't they have to have that. That's what they get right. They can't they have they're very strict, it seems like guidelines or rules for like how, what the characters can and cannot do what they can and cannot be for that reason, because you have to project yourself into it. Right. Or I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> The, the there rules. have to be rules for how the characters act because if they're too sure. specific, if they're too, if they're not generic, you can't project yourself into that. Right. I yeah. I mean, people say that they say that a lot, and like there is that I, the rules. I think is a severe word for it, but there are like just anything. But that's true. Like anything that we're watching or viewing, right? If it's too specific, it's alienating right i mean like and so yeah you there are you try to stay away or you try to generalize but these characters are very specific i mean like and they're fully i feel like fully at least for you know the 400 pages that they are and in a heist they're they are well-developed characters i mean like they have very clear motivations personalities like whatever so yes but also, I don't think that that takes away from the craft involved in, in writing. Sure. Uh, and I don't think they have to be, but yeah, people, it's definitely a thing. And it goes back to what I just said before. Like, you can't write unlikable people, but also they have to have a personality. It's not like, right. and Adelaide and Imogen and the other ladies obviously um, did as well, so... Uh, and Caleb, I thought, was an interesting character. You don't see... I mean, like, this is outside a lot of Regency and historical romance. Like, he's not a duke or what... Did he turn out to be the one, though? Was he aristocracy in the end? I uh, no, I don't Dora. think so. Anyway, so he was just... Still, I mean, but he was... Okay. Yeah, he's he was still, like, a rich... He yeah. may as well have been. He just sure. didn't have the title. But he was still, like, loaded. And he could live a life of leisure. But... I mean, it was like... He's still kind of perfect. <laughs> I guess, but except he, for the he lied about saving his sister's life. <laughs> I, is he? He's not perfect, though. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there are annoying things, you know. He's always wearing that hat. I don't know. Let's. But, <laughs> All right. I don't. I can't. I honestly. He's probably working all the time. You know. I don't know. All right. Got bad so. Breath. Yeah, well, they all 
They all probably smelled terrible. Let's face it. So was the conflict uh, believable to you? Well, that's that was just going back to the thing where I was just like, you know, a two-minute conversation would clear this right up. But then the book would not happen. So you can't do that. I get it. Like, they seemed like they were constantly on the verge of just, like, working it out. And the con- and the, and it, the, I did not, like, why can't you just tell her that who you are? Like, I don't, I don't. Well, because nobody didn't tell her nothing his, happened. Well, but wasn't his, the, the life of his sister would, would be in danger if he told her? Wasn't that, like, the thing? Like, he, the whole house of cards would fall apart. Like, this guy was very dangerous who was after him. And if he was found out, then the, the guy might find out about his sister. And then that's a whole thing. And, you know, yeah, but it didn't sister ha- death I, is serious. Yeah. Sister death is serious. I suppose. But like, if I'm trying to remember, like, I, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. Like, just tell her she's, 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 <laughs> she's a knife wielding maniac who, who just kicks ass constantly you know what I mean? Like what? Just it, you, you just, just talk about it. like okay. I, I kind of skimmed those parts <laughs> where she was like she was like, but you can't tell you, but I can't. Like she's she's like a queen of the underworld. Sure. <laughs> what is the problem? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, I don't want to say like that. That was like I thought it was lazy writing or whatever. But I because it was. I think it's a good book. But I, um, I was just like, "Come on, okay, let's come on, we're dragging this out. This is not, this is not that big of a deal." Sure, I think I think that she did a good job of making it entertaining too. I mean, like, yeah, it was very entertaining. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, what's gonna happen? And like, we gotta do all this stuff to get to free him. And like, that part was like, oh, okay, there's stakes here. There's stuff happening. It's mobile. It's active. Like things are happening. It's not just oh, let's solve this. It's like a an event. Um, so I thought it was fun. Uh, okay, this it's so saying this book spends a lot of time focusing on a girl gang with kind of which each woman is in possession of a different specialized skill. We kind of talked about this. And it's loosely based on a real life gang of female criminals. Do you find that compelling? Did it make you like want to go research old timey female gangs? Like tell me what you thought about that. That was my favorite part of the book. Yeah. And uh, I thought they were interesting i mean the 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 kookiness factor was a little was was could have, could have been dialed back for my that's a taste thing but a little kooky but they were they were my favorite characters i liked them a lot and when i when i read the afterward where she said they were based on real people yes i did want to look them up yeah that was that was very entertaining they were like the way they played off each other you know she conveyed like a real warmth and believability there still within the realm of fantasy yeah but like it's still i I look forward to those parts when they were there yeah Mm -hmm. because it seemed like they seemed relatable in a way and cool like because they they did they were into cool shit yeah sure blowing stuff up is always cool but and they weren't those are not typical right female romance novel heroines right and so i and going back to that whole feminist thing the you know the short kind of I think they describe her as like not thin or whatever. That's not something you see a lot in romance novels, especially in in mainstream ones as big as big as these ones are. So, right. um, so it is getting into areas that are kind of pushing the bounds of like what we think of as romance and what we think of you know, female characters in the genre. Um, and they are kooky. They were like super, super quirky, which, you know, and as I say it, you know, yeah, that's scary to some people. Sometimes it's off-putting. Even I'm like, oh, are they gonna, is there going to be a character that like collects a lot of things? Because if so, like I'm out. Like I think that's weird. I don't like people that collect a lot of like useless things. Like it's just going to go in a, like I can't deal with it. So like these are people have these weird predispositions to things and like one detail can be like I'm out like you know what I mean so that's that seems very constricting for the writer sure sure yeah but we what are you gonna do uh you're <laughs> just gonna write just gonna write what you want right? I like for a long time I didn't really and it, I don't think that in the process of reading something like I'm not imagining like consciously imagining myself as the character like I'm just enjoying this 
con like this thing. Um, well, that's not necessarily what I mean by projecting yourself. Yeah. Like I just mean like you want you 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 have to have, you have to relate to what's happening. Sure. Have some empathy or whatever. But yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. So, in your opinion, was the sex sex scenes were they satisfying? Well written? Was it what you were expecting, ever having never read a romance novel before? I think I was. Ex- <laughs> I think I was expecting it to be more porny, I guess. But, <laughs> uh-huh. um, Historical is kind of light on yeah, on this, yeah. but it was, was well, I mean, it was well written. It was, it, it was, it was. It seemed a little vanilla, but that's okay. Although, except for one thing, I thought that the, the scene in the broom closet, mm-hmm. where she, he's like, tell me about you know, you know, spying on the servants when they're fucking. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to keep going unless you tell me. Like that was a little kinky. Like right. Like that. Like I was. That surprised me because it wasn't just like oh we're in love. It was like tell me about this sexual experience you had when you were a child, <laughs> observing other people. Right. Uh, I don't remember that, but I believe you. And yeah, I think that. That was it. It was interesting. It's not a criticism. Yeah. I thought it was. I was very genuinely surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that can be a little vanilla and regency in historical, just mass market, mass market books. And I think that right. like the indie genre is kind of really exploding right now, and it definitely more porny. But right, like the the Rob Gronkowski. The what? The, the Rob Gronkowski genre. <laughs> Did I send you that? <laughs> no, I, I, I've been waiting for. Oh, did I tell you about it? You told me about oh, it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I tell a lot of people about it. This <laughs> so, yeah, is remarkable. It's amazing. Yeah, that seems pretty great. Uh, and he read it on, I think, like Jimmy Fallon or something. He read like a passage of it out loud. Completely just like Rob Gronkowski. Just, it was, you should YouTube it. It is it's something else. It's like literally something. It is. <sighs> now you described many, many uses the football yeah oh boy some that just are impossible all of them are impossible (laughs) just it's it's crazy but all right but you found you just so you you could take them or leave them that's basically what you're saying they were well constructed and you know they were but yeah a little bit a little bit that's all but they were well done excuse me and they i mean the point of them, right, is to bring the the characters closer together, which I, I think that they they do. And to have sort of, you know, an emotional component. Like, we're not just fucking in a broom closet, even though, like, we are. But this is, like, a thing that's happening. We're getting right. closer in this whatever. There were parts of that that rang true to life as well. Like, describing their emotional states. And, like, um, I have to, like, you know... Knowing that like something, this is not going to last, and but I have but I have to consciously banish banish that thought from my mind right now because it experienced this moment because it won't be able to enjoy it otherwise. Sure. Like it's stuff like like little just emotionally nuanced things like that. I thought were right I, rang true. Mm-hmm. I actually think she's an author that that does a really good job with with those kind of finer things and like more subtle emotional things and in kind of very specific and small moments i think she does a good job of painting a a large broad picture but also kind of bringing it down to those um kind of smaller smaller details between between the characters so okay did the whole thing deliver high romance the way you assume going in yes it did i i don't i i was expecting um a little I don't know. Like, I was surprised at how engaged I was by by the story. You know, I, I know I just said like ten minutes ago that I thought they were cardboard cutouts or whatever, <laughs> but I actually halfway through, I mean, I did find myself kind of giving a shit. Sure. About about what happened to them. Yeah. Even as I was like, man, eh, that's eh, I still gave a shit about what happened to them. Yeah. So I mean, why do you think that was? That I cared. Mm-hmm. Um, other than. <laughs> But for my own personal issues that I have going on that I'm working through right now, uh, I guess. <laughs> then um, I think I don't know. I guess I don't. You don't see many 
just like unambiguously happy ending. Right. And I'm, I'm not used to that. And I, it was, I genuinely, unironically enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, like, I, I don't think that my romance reading was undercover for a long time right because there's I mean like I'm not I don't know that I feel like a typical romance reader I don't think that it's something people would think that I was upon meeting me but there's like a thing about it that it's just and it's not to say that it's simple but I like knowing how it ends I enjoy like not having to be emotionally wrecked at the end of it like I and like it's just this happy thing that might happen and it's simple and easy and but it's not it's not easy for the writer for that's not what I'm saying but it's like as a reader like sure. when a writer is really good at it it's lovely it's like oh okay this this can exist this pocket of just easy time so anyway um it's safe and I don't I don't mean this is like this sounds like I mean it, it's safe and I mean it in a good way it's like it's because like you said you're not emotionally wrecked at the end of it you 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 know going in that y- your emotion your emotional investment will be paid off you're safe in the hands of the writer not that that's you should only ever invest in that right but sometimes but like everybody needs that for sure and that's it, yeah right and like it's on the writer to deliver that I'm never, and like Sarah McLean is never going to let you down. You know what I mean? That's the covenant between author and reader of, of romance, right? Where it's going to be what you need. Right? So anyway, all right. So last question. This, in in most romance novels, up until recently, really, are written in third person, limited point of view. But both in the hero and the heroine's point of view. Did the head hopping bother you? Or do you think it was helpful to know what both characters were thinking throughout the story? Or were you prepared for that? Like, were you thinking it was just going to be in? Like, tell me more What if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, it was helpful. Yeah, it was very helpful to, like, understand what they were both thinking. Because then they'd be like, otherwise you'd be like, why is this guy acting like such an asshole? But um, <laughs> uh, he would be an unlikable character if you didn't run inside his head. But what I thought she did that I thought was interesting is that it's almost like her voice came, I mean, that's, I guess it's obvious, but like her, she kind of united the two, the narrative through her voice. If that, I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense, but like, she like, I felt like even when she would describe what they were thinking and then she would say something in italics and it was, but there was nothing in quotes or there was nothing that was explicitly saying that that was what, it just seemed like a descriptive paragraph and then it would kind of turn into, oh wait, it sounds like what he or she could be thinking and then comment, you know, and it, there was very little separation between, okay, now we're in Sicily's set. Now we're in Caleb's set. Now it's the author talking. Now the, it, it, it all kind of bled together. And mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that made it interesting. Yeah. Kind of united them. I don't know. It just, it, it, it felt like it, it seemed seamless to me. Okay, cool. And, in when you were in his point of view, did you find like, did he think like how you think guys would think, or was it did it was it to you like this is obviously like a woman transposing what she thinks guys think guys think on a, a male character? Well, I mostly know scumbags, so <laughs> but <laughs> sure that's but, not true. I'm just kidding, just kidding. But um, I know I. I <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, other than like, what's your problem, dude? Just tell her. Right. But like, uh, other than that, you know, no, I mean, no, it didn't seem like, it didn't seem like a woman in a like trying to just like write for a man. It seemed authentic. Did you relate to him as a, a like just a dude? No. <laughs> when? Why not? Because <laughs> he, I, it's just so. I don't know. It's just so. Fu- I mean, I guess a little bit like in she in, in that in that, you know, he I this is a bad situation because I like this person and I can't I suppose I can't be honest with this person because then they're just going to say this. Like I, I the best thing for me to do in this situation is to just shut my mouth and get the hell out. That is a very guy thing, I think, sure. in many situations. It's not the right thing necessarily in every situation, but yeah. So that was relatable. Yeah. So, like, instead of maybe dealing with a problem, just, like, leave. Right. Because you feel like you have to, not out of, not out of, 
not out of like because I can't deal with this or I don't want to or I don't I'm afraid of my emotions. But like there is a there is a reason outside of this relationship that if this this will go sideways. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Any f- other thoughts about this book? And and that's good to good to know because I often like read it and I'm like and even when I'm writing I'm like like I'll try to like, bro up language and then I'm like this is this is not realistic and so I always wonder like what what's the good middle road of sounding like a douchebag and like have actual guy thoughts or whatever. So that's interesting to know. Um, okay. So after this experience, do you think that you'll read or watch more romance on your own? I, it's possible. I don't know. I might. <laughs> I, I don't have, like, I don't, I wouldn't know where to begin, uh-huh. but I'm not, you know what I mean? So it's hard right. for you to say, Oh, definitely. But do you, uh, do you think that you liked the historical aspect of this more than the romance part? Yeah. They gave it some flavor. Yeah. They gave it some uh-huh. flavor. Yeah. And I and I will say actually, just to go back for a second, I think that once they did kind of get it off their chest, I found it very refreshing that they could be very direct with each other about how they feel and how they love each other. Because I don't think, in my experience, that is not the case. That yeah, that people are comfortable with that level of emotion. Yeah, feelings are hard. And <laughs> even if it's something you want to hear, <laughs> and if it's something you want to hear that you can't, it's hard to deal with. And it's right. and it's hard to it's hard to be with someone who doesn't want to hear. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be hard. And uh, <laughs> I suppose. And so it was that that was I part of the I guess the safe fantasy to to project yourself into. And maybe that's kind of what it is. Like you're working out, you're able to work out and negotiate these 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 I guess problems or in in a fantasy realm sure and it and it it helps in some way i guess oh i mean everything i know about emotions i've learned from romance novels that's just not that's like not like that in the real housewives like i don't real life is like a a nothing i have no idea how to speak about you know any like sort of emotions in any sort of real way the things that romance novels do is so well is right they create a safe space and those people give each other right they're set up in a way that at the end they're giving each other exactly what they need right and each character is narrow enough in this space and time to know what they need right and then this they've told this other person in some way whether it's through like action or just straight out like hey, this is what I need. And this person is like, okay, this is what I'll do, you know? And that's so unlike real life because we don't, for the most part in real life, even know what we need to even be able to communicate that in any sort of real way. Because we need tons of different things, right? We need like a lot of stuff to be functionally, like on an emotional level. That's a whole complicated thing where the beauty of romance is like, this is a single issue narrative <laughs> and we're going to get through it and you're going to give me the things that I want and it's going to be great. Right. Right. So that's a good point. But yeah, I, but I have like, I, I'm not saying that facetiously. Like I've learned so much about how people, how to work through an emotion, like how, like the steps of, so this is how I feel. This is how people act. And this is how they want people to respond. All of that stuff, like is stuff you don't see in life, right? That like on paper and kind of intellectualized in kind of a way makes sense. You know, (laughs) like, I don't know. It's just the process that I've gone through as a reader, romance reader uh, and writer. So it's been very educated. Right. Right. Yeah. No, because like you talk to someone and, and it's, it's often what they're saying, one thing, but they're really saying is I need this Mm -hmm. or I feel this. And you have, and you can't expect someone to be able to perfectly convey their thoughts and feelings all the time. And so it is sometimes incumbent upon you to sort of understand that person, you know, and it, and it's incumbent upon the other person to be clear as they can. Like, it's, but that's the thing. That's why it's hard because <laughs> you both sort of are invested and you have a stake in this. Yeah. And it's, and it, to see, to, I don't, to see it worked out sort of cleanly mm-hmm. is reassuring. And um, it can give you some insight, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Just in that, 
Well, like I, like I said, it's a single issue, <laughs> a single issue setup. So anyway, all right. So we have some games here. So, but before we start this, I'm glad that the book wasn't too torturous for you to get through. There have been some people who I've talked to who have just hated me for making them do this and have hated the book and it took them years. So I'm glad that it wasn't a harrowing process for you, at least that you're admitting out loud. No, not genuinely and not being nice. It was, I, I, I was a little uncomfortable. Like, I, how am I, I don't know why, the reason I can't. <laughs> properly explained but once we got into it i was like okay i'm in i was sorry I mean, yeah it's good all right great all right and so the second game is you have to guess whether the passage is a literary fiction novel or a romance novel all right are you ready it's just kind of a bullshit distinction yeah yeah sure i mean that's kind of the point i mean like yes. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just figured it out it's okay. You're not the first person to say that. If it makes you feel better, people are like, "Why are we even playing this game?" Like, oh, all right. Yeah. All right. So, um, some things in life are out of your control. You can make it a party or a tragedy, or you could refuse to take the next step. You could refuse to take what you wanted the wanted most because you're afraid someday you might lose it. So that is the first. You one. could just. It sounds like Morgan Freeman could be reading that. <laughs> All right. The second to one. Get ready is... the credit roll. <laughs> um, all right. The second one is we are all dying to give our lives away to something, maybe God or Satan, politics or grammar, topology or <laughs> philately. I, I, it's the sta- no, it's the stamp. It's collecting stamps. Philately. Uh, the. The I look I I um, dictionary.com'd it before this, but uh, <laughs> it's it's still hard to say. The object seemed incidental to this will to give ourselves away utterly to games or needles to some other person. Something pathetic about it. A flight from in the form of a plunging into flight from exactly what these rooms blandly filled with excrement and heat to what? Purpose? I feel like I've read that second passage before. I, I think that you probably have. <laughs> so I would say the second one. Is that like Bukowski or like almost, almost reminds me of Sherwood Anderson but I'm going to say <laughs> Winesburg, Ohio? Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, sort of. Um, not sure. <laughs> I'm confusing him with someone else. But uh, <laughs> the I second one. It's one of yeah, my favorite the, novels. The second one is yeah, he's, yeah, he's, the second one is literary in quotes okay literary. and you seem I think the first one was a romance novel yeah all right fair enough you did you won this one too the first one was nora roberts vision in white nora roberts queen icon and the and then the second one was david foster wallace infinite jest <laughs> <laughs> i knew you would enjoy it i knew you would enjoy it i picked it oh the king <laughs> the king of shit Sorry. Oh, all right. King of verbosity. Oh, sorry. R.I.P. David Foster Wallace. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. So, my apologies <laughs> to the spirit of Sherwood Anderson <laughs> that I compared you to David Foster Wallace. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Sherwood Anderson, I um, go to this like uh, farmer's market. It's like an apple farm, but they like That's have... <laughs> on my part, on my part, not you, not the, not the farmer. I'm just, I felt so. Like, How dare you! I can't you. believe I didn't. God, God, David Foster Wallace. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should have known that. I mean, how did you not remember every sentence in in a, in a million page book? <laughs> you know, like there was a guy who was like he sucked real bad that I used to work with, and and he would have to send emails every at the end of every day, and it was like he would have like these like four page like. Multi-paragraph emails for no reason with like, and everyone had like 12 M dashes. So like, <laughs> which is like underlining every word of the Bible. Yeah. So like, right. so like there was a website where you could like int- enter some text. It would, t- it would try to guess what, uh, what author it was. And we did it to him and it was David Foster Wallace. And then after talking to him, he told us his favorite author was David Foster Wallace. Technology works. <laughs> That's amazing. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I don't remember what I was saying. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed that. 
Yeah, it's a long, long, long book. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you read it? I couldn't I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people who do finish it, they like have devoted all that time and they're like, I have to this has to be the best book I've ever read. Because yeah. I, I, I invested in it and I need a return. I, so Yeah, I call yeah, I call that David Foster Wallace syndrome. When do you like, yes. you don't want to like, you think something kind of sucks and makes no sense, but you don't want to admit that because you were worried other people think you're stupid. So you just kind of go along with it. That's sure. David Foster Wallace. But, yeah, because his fans are touchier than Scientologists. <laughs> if you so much as like mention that, to, yeah, I think he's a little verbose. Like, they're like, you're dead to me. You're fucking dead to me. All right. I, he I is mean, fucking I verbose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, that's the first word one would probably use to describe. And um, horrible. But... And he's kind of a horrible misogynist. <laughs> okay. You can cut this part out. <laughs> I, I, listen, I appreciate rabid fandoms. I mean, it, it, theoretically, right? So if books or authors, like, can inspire, you know, that, I think that it's fantastic. But I am not personally in one, so... I get it. Uh, all right. Well, any other final thoughts about this? Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for reading. I My really pleasure. appreciate it. I know that it's not a small ask. Um, so it was really lovely. I had a fun time. I hope you did too. And great. And so hopefully we'll see you back. And all right, Anthony, tell me that you love romance. I love romance.